Let's do it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We are back here at Brewski's North. Uh, as always, Gene Cotter is joining with me. Uh, Gene, where do you want to begin? Because uh, Friday night was uh, pretty exciting. Dude, I'm, I, that was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Sitting there on the edge of my couch the entire night and, and thinking, well, God, what's going to happen here? And all of a sudden we're down and I'm all big lipping. I got kids stomping upstairs and wives stomping downstairs man, I can't believe this is over. And then I'm texting and yelling, we tied it up. And they're like, liar. Well, Link scores that on that penalty shot. And I'm like, well, I can't say what I was thinking at home. Jordan runs out of room. She's like, what happened? I go, well, we just lost this game. It's over. Then, you know, seven seconds later, you know, Marcy scores that, that goal. And we're right back in that thing. Yeah, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. We pulled the goal. We pulled Whitey again, who, I'm sorry, what is it, third time this season? Goal Goaltender of, of the week. week. Cameron Whitehead who I, I don't know it was it was magnificent it was tone setting it uh, kept us in it it did we got one week to go two games to go and meaningful hockey left to play incredibly oh, meaningful left hockey left to play. and if you guys haven't figured out or you've been living on your walk uh we won that game in overtime uh dougie grimes scores with one second left to send it in overtime then what 40 seconds in 27 over, 27 seconds 20, in overtime we, we scored three goals in i think a minute and three seconds Last, so Marcy, time, last time that happened was what Sioux City game last year. Dude, was it even that? Was it even in that close proximity though? I mean, it was, it was a lot close. of goals in the in the last four minutes of the game, but this was three minute, three goals in a minute twenty, a minute and three seconds. Unreal. Hey, by the way, we probably ought to. This is his third time on the show this year, so we probably ought to officially our name most him, popular guest, our most popular guest, most popular, you know, Jersey auction guy. Um, I don't know if you can say that now with Lucky and then Grimes. Oh, that's going just five thousand dollars. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's throw out the top one and go average. Okay, never mind. Well, uh, you're, average, you're averaging over twenty eight hundred dollars a jersey. So I mean, it's just uh, add a couple zeros to that jersey number. You got Daniel Sambuco. Welcome to the show. Thank Third you. time. He's Thank he's got to be a, an official like co-host by now, doesn't he? He might be replacing you. Perfect. Uh, Here you go. I was saying to Gene the other day that. Uh, I was saying I was a big supporter when we were at the Icebox, and now you guys went and got big time on me at Brewski's. I don't know about big time. <laughs> I'm just here for the beer. I mean, I don't know why Gene's here. Uh, well, certainly not for the beer. I haven't been there for 33 years. You know what? We got Thunderheads in the house tonight. We have, we have free tickets to give away to some people here to get them out for Fandemonium Friday night. Uh, big night. We're actually going to try to get a couple of the Thunderheads on here after a bit. We might first. Con- we might converse or consource them to... You know what the word I'm looking for is? Uh, uh, I don't even no, know. No, I don't no. know what the word. We might tr- I, we might trick them and get them on. Oh, the trick air. them! There yeah. we go. There we go. I was uh, thinking as long as we were talking about Friday night, nobody better than to rehash, especially Friday night's game, than somebody who was there live and in the flash. Books. I'm not going to ask you whether or not you thought there was still hope or not, but I am going to tell you. I am going to ask you. You know, have you ever experienced anything like what you experienced in the last? I don't know, maybe say four minutes, because you guys went from up one nothing to tied 1-1 to down 3-1 to, to 
tied to, to winning in the last five minutes, including the 27 seconds of overtime. Yes, something similar, but not nothing quite like that. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, we were up one nothing, and then, you know, within a minute and a half, we're down two goals, and then within a minute and three seconds, we're tied again, and then within 20 seconds, we win. So it was crazy. I mean, the bench was electric. I mean, it, the place was dead until, you know, they scored their first goal and second goal. And then I honestly think that helped us boost our morale a little bit and kind of gave us a little bit of life too. But you know, for 40 some hundred odd people there, there was they were pretty quiet throughout the yeah, entire it was, night. It was quiet the whole night. You could hear a pin drop in there. Was it dressed like a seat night, both nights? I don't think there was 4,000 people there, but... Um, that's the stat they sent, uh, sent out, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's what they kept saying all over flow hockey, it, it's, too. It's, it could be the uh, old Husker mentality. Tickets sold, not tickets used. Yep. You know what makes that makes Friday night in particular so much better? Is that Waterloo was already in the clubhouse with, I don't know, what they do. They played Omaha that night. Actually, Omaha gave them a pretty good game. Oh, I think surprisingly, they Omaha did give them a game. They ended up winning it, so they're already in the clubhouse with a win and and... Well, all of a sudden we're down two goals and it's like well okay well it's been a good run and all of a sudden five minutes later it's like holy crap we're still in this thing so talk about that books is again we are in the final week of the season two regular season games to go home and home with tri-city coming up this weekend waterloo's got a double dip with dubuque a home and home with dubuque and you're still battling for that you don't know if you're the two seed or the three seed. You don't know if you get next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, or if you got games to play. So just how cool is it to be this late in the season, in the regular season, and still playing games that are that meaningful? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it sets you up well for playoffs, too. Like the last three and a half, four, five weeks, we've been playing playoff hockey. So, I mean, it's kind of a good look for the fans to see, you know, what playoffs will look like and how we're going to treat it. Um, but it's exciting. So, I mean, every game's easy to get up for right now, and the weather's nice, and you want to be at the rink, and you're, it's easy to get out of bed. So this is, you know, the best time of the year. Last year, you were on the other side of that. I mean, you, we've talked about it before. You played for Waterloo last year. and so I Lincoln hated was him the, on Waterloo, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> hated him. Sherry was saying the same thing the other night at dinner. I was sitting there thinking, the thing is, is when Sherry was talking to him, he was, what were you doing? You were touring the Capitol and walking the streets and going to Rodizio Grill for dinner and stuff. Because yep. I was a tourist. And, uh, well, I only played one, one shift for Waterloo against Lincoln. But, um, so I was here as a tourist for the most part. <laughs> but no, no, he, he wore that red and black sweater and, you know, I was F this guy. Regular season, I played actually a decent, I played a lot actually against Lincoln. So me and Dougie would go at it. Me and Marcy would go at it. So, you know. We definitely noticed you out on, on the ice because, I mean, when, when we saw your name at Camber, like, oh, he's, he's a guy that could fit in here. But yep. liked, it, liked your style of play and, and just hated you in that black and red sweater. I, you know what? I remember us talking about that at one of the camp podcasts about everything, the hemorrhaging that – we were asking what the heck Waterloo was doing because they got rid of Sambuco and they got rid of Jeanette and they got rid of who else am I thinking about? Who's uh, Danny? Who's your fan, who's your teammate last year that's playing? I think maybe in in Sioux Falls this year. Cap maybe even a captain. Or maybe uh, I'm thinking of Jeanette. But there were like you and two other guys that that were like big name had been in Waterloo for a couple of years. Did, and uh, left Cardona or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, he's in Omaha. He, yeah. 
Yeah. Somebody went to the null, too, or got drafted by the null. That was Jeanette. He that went pretty Jeanette. early, yeah, because he didn't know what he was going to do after the season. Um, I mean, Van Sickle, he's in the BC. They got rid of him. Um, and then the most are returners for the most part. But yeah. uh, There was just a couple of big names that were like, holy cow, yeah. what's going on up there? Yeah, I know Cardona was really liked there, but he kind of went through the same stuff I went through in playoffs, and he wanted to go somewhere else. So, Okay, so we got we got – Big games coming up this weekend against Tri-City. Tri-City's locked in. They're the four seed. Mm -hmm. They know they're playing Sioux City, who's the five seed. Below them, Des Moines and, and Sioux Falls are still trying to f figure out who the last team in is in the West. That would be How, our opponent on. That will be. If, if, we, if, if we are a third seed. Yeah, that's going to be Waterloo's opponent in the first round next yeah, Monday, I'll Tuesday, like Wednesday. But so what do, what do you do? What's the focus been this week in practice to to don't take things for granted. You know, I don't know if Tri-City comes in this weekend thinking we're going to rest some guys on Friday and some different guys on Saturday just to get ready for that first-round playoff series. Um, how do you make sure you're not taking things for granted when you come out and play? I think it's just another week. Like, um, the messages have been the same. You know, the days have been the same. We're not, you know, it's just another week for us. And I think... Our preparation is the same now as it was five months ago when we'd play them every other weekend. Um, you know, we know how they play. They play fast. They close off the walls. They're skilled. And wh whoever they have dressed, it's going to be a good game. But, um, you know, again, I think we're ready. We're playing good hockey. And, you know, not much is going to change from our end. So, When you think about what's, what's ahead of you, I mean, that's a lot of hockey in the next few games. Are you – few games a few days is what i meant to say i know what you meant um when you when you think about things like we need to win both games but we also need waterloo to lose a game um, you know we said are, are you ago. even worried about what waterloo does or are you just focused on on us getting the four points you know everyone looks on uh, the app and the website and sees you know how they're doing what the score was of their games but i mean at the end of the day if we don't win our games then it doesn't matter it's, yeah it's out of contingent anyway um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think us winning these two games are huge. And if the cookie crumbles that way, that we're in third, it is what it is. And if we get that first round by, then great. So generally, they don't announce scores from around. Joel does it on on the broadcast, but generally, Craig does not in the arena announce. You no, know, they the used scores. to all they the did. time. Yeah, like, like every a, intermission there would be a, you know scores around the league and or yeah, the or even, center theme even during on. a even during a break yeah. they would announce scores from around the league. Are you do you want to know in game what's going on or is it more is it more critical to just focus on yourselves and what's going on with you than it is to worry about if you start worrying about Waterloo then you're not worrying about you and your process and and that's when things go bad. Yeah, I mean everyone's different. I mean some guys I'm sure do look at it and check it out and. Um, you know, I personally do not, but I know a lot of guys do, and guys will be like, hey, Waterloo's up 3-2, two, two minutes left in the third. But uh, for me, it's just not that deep. So, I'm going to go back to Friday night. We talked about Fargo a little bit. I wondered about what exactly the loss, the, the losing the way they did Friday night, would impact them did you see anything from them when you took the ice and early in the early in that game because you know there were times where 
they certainly didn't look like the number one, the team that probably has won the Anderson Cup by now, right? They were able to just cruise no, control. No, they, yeah. they still need to win one more game or they Scotland needs to lose. I mean, they're, they've been scuffling. They're like nine, they've lost nine of their last 12. Um, their goalie, Marinov, had had not lost in regulation through his first 24 games this year, and all of a sudden he's lost, lost three out of his last four. Um, I just, I, to me, he didn't look confident out there at all. And I wondered about a gut punch like Friday night. So I'm not asking you to give them any bulletin board material because I'm sure that Fargo's a big listener of Thunderstruck. <laughs> uh, but could, did you notice anything? Second highest rated like audience in, in, in our demographic, by the way. Oh, sorry. Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, did you notice anything like the impact that Friday night had on them when you guys took the, took the ice on Saturday? I mean, when we scored our third goal, you could just tell like they just lost all their life. And then especially when we scored in overtime, you could just kind of sense in the whole building, like everyone lost so much life. Saturday, I don't think it was as good of a game as Friday. Um, I think it was sloppy and, you know, a little chippy. And um, it was just who was going to capitalize on their mistakes. Speaking of Saturday's game, did you know about Doug's pregame interview and where he kind of stated that, you know, we're just going to take it at Fargo and we're going to win that game no matter what? I did not, but that sounds like Doug. So, I mean, that that's ultimately the message every weekend. You know, no, no matter who we play, that's the message against Tri-City this weekend is um, just feed them. Feed them. And you guys are better, plain and simply. We've said this every time you've been on. We've said it no matter who's been on, probably not all the time when the players are on. But I will tell you, we have talked all year about how we're better when we're edgy. And yeah. when, we, when we aren't edgy, we just aren't the same hockey team, yeah. and, and it's been you're 11 and two, 12 and two since March 1st, something like that, and it's been a it has been an edgy hockey team since that time. So what do you do to what do you do to maintain that edge? Is that is that a conscious thing that you talk about? And when you go in the eyes, it's like all right, everybody remember to be physical, sharpen your elbows and shoulders up because it's it, we're coming out. I think for everyone, it's just more of a individual thing. Like I know for myself, I know. One of my goals every game is just, you know, to get an early hit, get in the game. And then, you know, that helps me stay physical all night, make plays, get into it early. Um, but I know Doug has, you know, upped his physicality and he's bumping and Ali and um, a couple guys coming back from shoulder injuries that have upped their physicality. So it's, we're, you know, starting to get back to that early year of hockey when, you know, you're trying to impress everybody. So it's great. I mean, I'm excited. You mentioned guys that upped their physicality, and I think I mentioned it what, last week or the week before that Klopp's definitely, yep. I've noticed he's he, a lot more physical out there. Mm -hmm. what, what do you attest to that? Uh, I think he just kind of f figured it out, realized his size and his strength. Um, and then, you know, I think he played really good against Omaha a couple weeks ago when he was physical, and ever since then he's just kind of, you know, stuck to it. He's been fighting a little bit more and finding the back of the net a little bit more, making plays. You know, there's another Euro on a team that he's comfortable with. So I think, you know, there's just a lot of things that kind of are, um, you know, crossing his path right now that he's figuring it out. Yavash is another guy who all of a sudden has, has kind of, hit a scoring streak a little bit i'm is that kind of the same he's got he's gotten comfortable here and and he fits in and and has established his role is that kind of why he's maybe playing a different brand of he because he's it's not like he's still he's less physical oh he's probably is less physical but he's not as 
I don't even know what to say. I would say that his scoring has actually surprised me. You know, we brought him, and I'm like, okay, we're bringing a guy that's going to throw the body around and, and fight. That, and that's something that Gene, and, somebody, I, Gene and I thought, you know, we were kind of lacking Sambuco, at the, at the he's time. He's here to help, you know. But the, the scoring has actually been a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the same thing as Klobs. Like, he's just comfortable. There's another Euro and He's on the same line as Klobs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so them playing together helps, and they're very comfortable with each other, and he fits in really well here. He's great in the locker room with everybody. And, you know, I don't know what his thoughts in Fargo were, but, you know, it seems like he's a little more comfortable here than he was in Fargo. I like. I did like the uh, the taunt uh, to his former yeah. team after he scored that goal on so Saturday. So did I. So did I. Last year he would have gotten probably teed up, got an unsportsmanlike, and sent to the locker room to think about things for a few minutes. So if if, if uh, Lily. Lily was there, he probably would have. Sorry. It was Haskell last year, by the way. B.A., how many times have I told you not to talk about David Lilly Jr. that way? Hey, I like the guy. I nice. do not. <laughs> He's a great guy off the ice. Off the ice, great guy. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see. How... Uh, Talk about the bus ride. I mean, how much easier is it to get on a bus and head home knowing that you just set the tone? That's where I was actually going. It yeah. took me a minute for the thought to cycle around. So how big is that going into the playoffs against the known number one seed to say, you know what, Fargo, we took you out in our place. We took you out in your place. What are we going to try next? A, a neutral site somewhere? doesn't matter. Bring we'll, it. We'll, we'll take you out wherever you are. We'll take you behind the woodshed every night. Yep. <laughs> the, to start with the bus ride, the bus ride... It was all right. It wasn't one of the worst ones I've been on. Um, it was, you know, just another long bus ride. But um, to go there and sweep them and, you know, the energy on the bus there was great. It was definitely easier coming home with four points. Um, made the ride a little more fun, shorter, and, you know, everyone was in a great mood. So, I mean, I think it's awesome that we are able to go in there and beat them. And, you know, I think they're a little scared that if we do see them in playoffs, um, and we not do if we will. When we see them in playoffs, <laughs> and when we go there, then you know they're gonna kind of have in the back of their head that these guys can beat us here. I will say I, I've only ridden the bus a few times, but it's been the most awkward and uncomfortable feeling. Is every time I've rode the bus, and probably why I don't ride the bus anymore, we we got our our butts kicked, and that ride home has always been the most uncomfortable, uneasy yep. feeling yep. ever. It's probably a lot better coming home from Omaha than it is Fargo or Waterloo or Chicago or someplace like that, right? Well, it was Cedar Rapids and Des Moines, so they were pretty lengthy yeah, bus rides. Right but on. and then the, all the rides when we played in New York was was kind of a kind of an ordeal back then. I mean, it was preseason, but still, you could tell that there was that uneasy tension in, in the bus. And I guess you know, coming home after four points like that is probably a, yeah probably a lot more relaxing than uh, yeah. I mean, we got the speaker going, we playing cards on the bus, and we're all playing, you know on our phones and talking and hooting and hollering so it was it's definitely a lot easier coming home with wins and losses but. all right so before we go to break have uh have one more question for you who's gonna win the cup i have boston beating dallas in the finals that's funny that's what i have is boston beating <laughs> dallas in the finals i got boston winning i just don't i don't remember who i picked in the finals but i got boston winning all right so cracking abs abs I think I have the abs. I think I have the abs. But abs I was, and four, by the I way. I was very abs close. Abs and four, really? Four. I was very close to picking the Kraken. I don't know why. I Just just a gut feeling, I, I think. I think the Kraken's going to take them to seven. That's my I prediction. I got abs and four. They're defending cup champs. Yeah. Against, against a team that's never been in playoffs before. Yeah. 
here I was thinking that uh, I was going to be able to just from memory go. Round I can't go off my mind. Round. So it's um, Boston, Boston, Florida. Obviously, if we all pick Boston to win it, we're picking Boston over Florida for. I had that game. I had it going five. Gentleman sweep right there. I have it six. six. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Jersey New Rangers? Yep. Rangers, New York. All yeah, the way. I have Rangers too. Mm. Yeah. Well, Devils okay. do scare me a little bit. I have the Devils in that one. I, I just think New York's deep. I mean, they got Patty Kane, Kreider, Tarasenko. Panera, and Tarasenko, Shesterkin. Like they're they got guys that've been there before. So yeah. Who is it? The Jets and the Knights, Golden Jets. Knights. You gotta you gotta go with Paul Cotter on that one. I do it. I did. I have the Jets. Yeah, I do have the Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 I know yeah. I keep bouncing back and forth between the East and the West and the East and the West. Let's see who is it. Toronto and Tampa Bay. Yeah, I yep. got Toronto. Toronto finally getting out of the first round. I you do. know what? I think I did that too, but the Lightning always scare me because, like last year, they came in yeah, yeah. the I mean, bottom you, seed. You can't count out John Cooper and the Lightning. <laughs> they no. they turn it on playoff time. They're like, all right, playoffs time to start the season. Like, let's get that extra seventy five grand and uh, enjoy your summers. <laughs> so stay in the East, Islanders and the Hurricanes. Hurricanes, Islanders. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why so? Wait, no. I think I actually I think I picked on our on our bracket thing. I, I think I picked Carolina. Just because of our, our boy Slave and his brothers on, brothers on the team. Right. But honestly, if I'm going looking at it, thinking outside of my heart and thinking with my mind, I think Islanders. Yeah, I picked the Canes. I don't I, really know why. but I, I have the Canes, too. I think they just play a really good brand of hockey all around. You know, you mentioned the Stars earlier. You got uh, Minnesota and, and Dallas. God, that was fun. Obviously, you got, you got the Stars Dallas. going. Yeah. Who do you got, Gene? I had Dallas. I actually have Dallas. I'm same with yeah, Duke. So I have Dallas, Dallas right. playing Boston in the finals, but I don't know. I don't know how big of a role Pavelski. I mean, how big of a loss is it? If did he come back last night? Because I'll be honest, I no, he got stay knocked away. silly. Yeah. So is he done for the season or for the series at least? You think? I don't know. I haven't heard or read anything, or but I do know that um, Boston has this like bug going around. Yeah. So yeah, Bergeron has. Uh, Bergeron didn't yeah. play. Olmark almost didn't play, so we'll see who else gets it or gets rid of it. But So if Pavelski can't come back for Dallas, I think we can go change our picks through the end of the night tonight. I think before tomorrow we have to change. So if Pavelski can't come back, Danny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you the – I got Minnesota going just because I like Revo, so. Yeah. I like Reeves too. I'm going to stick Dallas, though. Okay. So well. funny story about Revo. I think I told you this. I, was, I do a lot of racing stuff in the summertime, and I'm at this track in Oklahoma, and there's this – big mf or in the pits and i'm looking at him i'm like it kind of looks like a guy i know he looks and i go talk to the girl that's driving the race car that was with him she's like oh this is my brother it's it's Rebo's brother he actually really? plays uh uh football in the cfl that's pretty cool and i think his name's jordan uh, if i remember right but yeah it's, i was like i thought you looked and i go you look just like he goes oh that's my brother i'm like oh no shit that's uh, very uh, cool. there we go there we go there we go there goes the e it's bound to happen. Sorry, sorry, Thunderheads. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So no, I better looked at him like, "You want to go?" You wanna go? <laughs> I was no. He would have took me behind the woodshed and just beat the crap out of me. But I mean, looks just like his brother. Big old, big old son bitch. All right. So I think the only <laughs> one we have left is, and I watched some of this game last night. It was a talking to the Oilers and the Kings. I got Oilers. I got Oilers too. Yeah, I got the Oilers too. That that was uh, that was. I, of course, watching. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid never sucks. So no. that was good stuff. All right. Well, 
Let's, uh, what do you say, BA, we take a break and see if we can con one of the Thunderheads into coming on. We can do that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, talent, development. NCAA Hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Makar. Down low, Kale Makar. He scores! Gensel. the goalie score! Jake Gensel. All were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that <laughs> added. To the, I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because he has absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has meant sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening All right, guys, welcome back to Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We are now joined by the uh, the OG Thunderhead, the guy that coined the term Thunderheads. Gene, let me uh, let you introduce him because you know him a lot better than I do. Yeah, well, you know, I went I went running around Brewski's here trying to find who would be willing to come grab the mic. Came across Jim Sandman, who's uh, been a longtime listener of the show. He and his wife Karen actually, I think, coined the term Thunderhead last year. Is that right, Jim? That it is. <laughs> How'd you come up with Thunderhead? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, long story with that. Um, you know, Karen and I, when we started listening to the podcast last year, we would just turn it on while we were doing chores around the house and stuff. And it was right after we just got schlacked by Tri-City last year. Which, which time? Because you know, yeah. it happened exactly. a lot. Which happened a few <laughs> times last year. However, but one day we were just sitting here and, and Karen said, you know, we need to start a Thunderstruck fan club. And just joking around, and she said, you know what, we're going to call ourselves the Thunderheads. And then, so I sent the text to Gene while you guys were filming and, or while you guys were recording and said, hey, just so you know, this is the name of your new fan club, but we want nothing to do with Carney." So it's not anything with that darn Stormy because it was as Stormy was running around. We were watching replay from the game, and that thing is just scary. It's an abomination. So, that's what it is. Exactly. So, Jim, uh, season ticket holder up in Double A, right? Yep. Top row of Double A. Best seats in the house. Don't disagree with that at all. Don't disagree. So t- tell us a little bit about your longstanding relationship with the Stars. How long have you been a season ticket holder until all told? Well, this is our first full season as season ticket holders. Um, you know, as BA said, Gene and I go way back. Um, I've my first star game, Stars game was the second game they had the first season. I was uh, new, new college kid, just looking for something new. Never yeah, cheap around. beer too back then. Very cheap beer. 
That's back when they used to carry the kegs around on their backs, man. They had yeah, good Books, times you, you missed you missed some good times <laughs> back then, man. It was a rowdy, rowdy place. I've heard. And that's why, you know, Gene said, hey, when we start talking about this, because we talk about it all the time, it's always, you know, what do you remember about Stars Hockey back then? You know, and, you know, we've talked multiple times that Derek Reynolds always comes to mind. Derek Reynolds made me fall in love with hockey. But I couldn't even tell you what this, what the record was for the first two to three seasons that we went. Um, after that, moved away, uh, went up to college, met my wife, got married, stayed out of Lincoln for a while, and then started having kids. And, you know, never wanted to bring the kids to the game when they were little because, you know, my remembrance of Stars games were just a good time for the young kids, right? Uh, started coming back. Uh, it was always the big birthday gifts for the kids. We'd always go to Stars games. And then as the kids got older and moved into college and high, high school and college, we always found excuses you know we were always so busy and gene would always say it's time to come back it's time to come back and one day karen pulled gene aside and said you know when jim comes back he's not leaving so last year uh gene and his wife sherry got us to come back and i've missed a grand total of nine games since we came back mid-season last year what's your favorite memory of this season of this season yep Aside from hanging out up in Double A with my wife every game, and well, that's you know, that's like, always the yeah. great time. Um, the other night when yeah, I the smoked, best part is Gene's not there. The other night when I smoked <laughs> her in the in the nose with the football, went Marsha Brady on her. Was that uh, was that up there? That Wait a minute, really what? Good. I did not know about this, Gene. Yeah, you know, there's three thousand people in the building. I'm throwing the football. I always try to throw it up to Jim in the top row. I usually bank it off the the I, rafter. Do you even have the arm for that? Come on, man. Just saying, you're getting up there, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I happen to be down renewing my our season tickets, and I get back, and Sherry's sitting there laughing. Like, What's so funny? Well, Gene didn't see I wasn't there because usually he gets it up and I throw it back, and just happened to ricochet off a chair and hit his own life right in the Jeez. nose. <laughs> yeah. How's, how, hey, how's the couch feeling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same as usual. All right, a couple All springs. Right. I need a new one, but I gotta wait for uh, you know wait for the summer before I recycle the furniture out. Uh, but. Memory, favorite part of this season? Winning the Clark Cup? Coming. It, it's coming. It's coming. Getting to know the kids. You know, it, you know, we were talking before about how in different phases of your life, the stars are, mean different things to you, right? When I was a kid, it was all about the party and having the good time. Now that we're season ticket holders and realizing that a lot of these guys that are playing for us are the same age as my kids or younger even. And so it means a lot more, you know. You, you form those connections with them. Um, and I, you know, most of these guys, I don't even know them. But you still get that. But personally, for my my best time of the year this year was when Coach Rule was there. And they took him out in the side-by-side because -side it allowed me to call prime time out on Twitter. Had 30,000 views of my video on Twitter Whoa. when I called Deion, Deion Sanders out and said, Hey, you said you wanted a side-by-side because -side, he just happened to be on Twitter that day saying, hey, if anybody has a cheap side-by-side -side for me, let me know. Uh, and so I tweeted at the Stars. and it, Stars have Brown. one slightly used. Does yeah. donuts really well. Exactly. <laughs> and I said, we managed to get our coach a side-by-side -side before you did. So what do you think about that? So <laughs> What Jim doesn't know is I watched it 29,998 times personally. Why don't you do that with the podcast then, bud? Well, I should. <laughs> get our numbers up there a little bit. 
What do we get? Uh, Zero dollars per click, something, something like, like that. that. Anyways, yeah, perfect. You know, you mentioned you mentioned the best part about it is getting to know the kids and to throw it back to like kind of what I do. You know, I've been wanting to quit taking photos for the longest time, but it is the kids and the relationships with with them that keep drawing me back. I'm like, okay, well, if I don't do it, who's gonna who's gonna capture these moments to, that I, I can probably say for Books right now is probably some of the best times in his life right now. Yep. Yep. All right, Jim. So. You have access to a Lincoln Star sitting here. What uh, what questions do you have? And I know I just put you on the spot there, but um, you know if you know as a, what, as what a you, fan, what do you want to know? Do, do know? That's not fair. <laughs> he just said that's not fair. Well, you know, well, it probably isn't fair. You know, I seem to recall last year when we when you guys had a show, it was it was the call in and ask the ask uh-huh. the players, right? Yep. And I know you guys are over here discussing bus rides and stuff earlier. What's your favorite memory as a star so far this season? So for me, there's a bunch. Um, Moving in the Cotters. The Cotters are awesome. <laughs> I got a good boss that I've been working for recently. Um, Nah, the bus ride to Pittsburgh was a lot of fun. Um, early year team bonding, it was great. Um, Skating the cups, gonna be fun. Yeah, that will be great. There's so many, it's not even funny. Um, now we put Boos on the spot. Yeah, this is tough. I, I would say, honestly, we did a lot of team building stuff in the beginning of the year, so we'd play... Um, we had to build all these solo cups up. We played cup pong, all these different games for team building and, you know, just a little competition. I think that was probably the most fun for me, just getting to know the guys, knowing I was going to be here for the full year, having, a, you know, a great coach that I want to play for and, you know, getting to know the guys that I'm going to be playing for as well. So I think that was kind of one of my best memories of the year. Um, but there are so many that... I would have to sit down and really think about top five. Jim, we have said repeatedly on the show that the whole purpose of of this entire podcast is to try to help build support for the stars. You know, one of my goals for the 10 years we've been building has been to get these guys to get to see and experience an icebox like we experienced back in the 90s when it was 5,000 people in that building. Just unreal. I mean, Books, you know that it's even with 3,000, 3,500 in there, it's unreal. Jim, through your eyes, what, as a fan, as somebody who's out there that might be swingable to come to the game for Fandemonium on Friday night or to, to come check out playoff hockey, what keeps you coming back? I know we talked about relationships, but what about the hockey experience, especially at the ice box, through the, through the eyes of a fan, makes it worth the 15 bucks that you pay to come watch? Well, you know, through the eyes of a fan, it's 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 different, right? Most people in this area, hockey isn't a huge thing, right? It it isn't, but yet we still succeed, right? I will say for a fact that hockey in the last two years, compared to what it was the ten years before that, in my opinion, is a thousand times better. It's fun to watch. It's physical. It's it's just a great time, all in all. But. It, biggest thing what they switched last year is we got domestics back at the ice box so come and have some beers and watch some hockey i like it beers and hockey that's that's what got me hooked 
Yeah, I was already done with the beers before I started watching the hockey, but the hockey kept me coming back. All right, so B.A., you said you said that you had some questions for Books. Is it about, like, wet socks or Cheeto fingers? Well, or along those lines, stuff? why don't we take an, another quick break here real quick, then we'll come back and we'll just do wrap things up with some rapid-fire questions. Okay, which, maybe what? we need to keep Jim here, too, so he can ask Cheeto finger wet socks questions. We, we can do that. So we'll be right back Perfect. after these messages. Need a windshield for your everyday driver? Call Waverly Glass Company. Need a windshield for your hot rod? Call Waverly Glass Company. Need a windshield for your old school classic car? Call Waverly Glass Company. See their new shop, Waverly Glass, now open at 1400 Cornhusker Highway. We do good work. Not all car problems are mechanical. These days, the source of your car trouble might be a computer issue. Southside Auto Tech has kept up with technology for 25 years with ASE certified technicians and the latest factory diagnostic equipment. From your dashboard to your transmission, Southside Auto Tech has the tools and the know-how to fix the problem, whether it's mechanical or technical. Southside Auto Tech, just south of 48th and Highway 2 on Rentworth Drive. Southside Auto Tech, mystery solved. Hey, Stars fans. Head to the App Store on your smartphone to download the official Lincoln Stars hockey app, powered by True North Technologies. Get instant access to our roster, schedule, radio feed, and more right on your home screen. Thank you, True North Technologies, and let's go stars. The Dump and Chase podcast is the unofficial fan podcast of the Youngstown Phantoms, but it's not always about hockey. Have you ever played golf? No, uh, you should see me on the driving range. It's scary. I, I haven't played in a few years, but I think the last time I played, I shot like an 83. On 9 or 18? On 9. Still not bad compared to me. Yeah. I mean, it would have been 80, but the windmill kept getting in the way. The Dump and Chase podcast, every Wednesday at 5.06 on Western Reserve Radio. Welcome back to Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. Before we wrap things up, uh, let's have some fun with Books while we got him here. What okay. do you say, Gene? Let's do. All right, Books. Besides your number, what's the best jersey number in hockey? Uh, I like 19. I think 19 is a great number. Wrong. Why 19? Because it's uh, Doug Grimes' birthday today. No, I grew up wearing 19, and I won at 19 so bad the past two years, but I haven't been able to get it. So that's my OG number. Um, so wrong. 28's a good number, too, though. Why can't you get 19? I'm, I'm sure you could take CR I'm sure you could, I'm sure you could is, take Dougie. No. CR is hands down wearing the best jersey 13. number in hockey. And I'm sure maybe, a, any sport maybe a Rolex might get it from him. <laughs> if I had a Rolex, uh, I don't think I don't I'd know. <laughs> I, I see your car parked outside right here. This is the C8 Corvette. Yep, that's it. 2022 C8 Corvette. Is that NIL money from uh, from Vermont, right? Yep. Butterfly <laughs> doors. Catamounts. He's going to get it painted green and gold over the summer. <laughs> I it's like be it. Good. All right. You said best number in hockey is 19. What's the worst number? Uh, be careful. Okay. This is a little biased, but 18. Oh, Brendan Ali. Yeah. What's the worst number in hockey. Hey, I, hey, hey. You said best, worst number. Well, as I said, Brendan Ali with the worst number in hockey. So what makes 18 the worst number in hockey? Uh, well, I just did not have a good year all around last year, and we're 18, so I rule that as an unlucky number for me. Are you unable to switch midseason? Like, if you decided 18 just isn't working for me, if you had to go to Corey and say, yo, 18 not working for me, get, I need something else. 
I think technically you could, but I think if I went to Corey and was like, hey, can I switch my number? He'd just laugh at me. So <laughs> Corey would be like, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. <laughs> I think the only way you could switch numbers is if you get traded. And whatever number you're stuck with when you get traded is what you're stuck with. So what happens with. if you show up at Vermont next year and they say, Books, all we got left is 18? I would not. Decommitted <laughs> right away, right? <laughs> I would not be wearing a number. Where's the transfer portal? How do you get in that thing? <laughs> I'm going any place that I don't have to wear 18. No, I'd wear 18 for Vermont. But all right, most famous person in your contacts, Gene Cotter. <laughs> um, David Backus. Hmm. I mean, he's one of them in mine, but I got uh, Tony D'Angelo. Ooh, in my Tony contacts. D. Yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers. Him. Nice. Like yeah, it. that's probably the most famous. Now, how often do you talk to him? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Does that matter? I don't no. talk to David Backus. No, but you I have it. I don't talk to David Backus anymore either, but the, I, his number's in my contact. I think more famous is I have Ross Colton's number, 79, on uh, Tampa. That is probably my most famous. Let's go with him. I like it. Yeah. Gene, you got anything? I already answered. Are you asking no, questions I, that I have? No, questions. Well, I wasn't ready for this okay. for this BA. Okay, so worst worst tape job on the team. Tape job. Uh, CRs is pretty bad. Oh. Bucky's is pretty bad. Probably those two. Yeah, CR and Bucky. Weirdest pregame ritual. Um, I mean, your goalies are always a little weird. They're just kind of to themselves. Um, Buckberger eats like six mots. Uh, fruit snacks, three Rice Krispies, and so that's a little weird. He, like, gets filled up before. Um, that's really it. There's nothing, like, out of the ordinary that guys do. But Is painting your stick dusty? Like? Like, like painting the, like spray the bottom. Yeah, the, yeah the, like the so bottom la- foot last of year, your stick. Last year we had uh, Usado for maybe three games started spray painting the bottom of his white. stick's white. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's a little weird. But some guys do it, and they love it. So I'm not going to knock on them. What would be the point of that? I don't know. I don't know. There's. I mean, how? I don't know. White tape or black tape? I use white. But um, guys claim that goal scorers use black tape. But I don't, I don't think that's true. Goal scoring's for, you know, I don't know. BA's looking up more questions. I am. Who spends the most time on their hair in the locker room? Hair? Um, Tanner Ludke. No. I'm thinking Tony. Tony does spend a little bit of time on his hair. Mangan's up there. I mean, Mangan has this whole face routine he does at the rink. He, got, he has, like, $100 gel he puts on his face and brushes his hair and puts a hairband on so the hair doesn't touch the face. It's unbelievable. But uh, Just so you know, the reason I asked to, or Aunt's T answered T was because there was a TikTok a couple weeks ago where I think the question was who's the admin's favorite and yep. I think it was Tanner said me and Buckberger because look at us yeah so that's like T uh, he doesn't he will he's been wearing a hat recently so I don't think he's been doing his hair but Mangan spends a lot of time on his hair so okay what are you afraid of uh snakes um I used to be scared of the dark, but I kind of overcame that a couple years ago. I um, wondered why you slept with the light on. <laughs> I got a little train nightlight that sits in the corner. 
keeps the <laughs> keeps uh, the boogeyman comes the, out. Yeah, doo, doo. that's actually what I was scared of was the boogeyman. Yeah. Did you, I, did you watch the boogeyman? I did with my dad, and it scared the crap out it of turned me. Turned out it was Dan. It was Big Dan Sambuco the whole time. Yeah, it was the boogeyman. Yep. Scared the living crap out of me. I used to sleep with the door wide open and a spotlight in my room. <laughs> so, I think that's. I'm definitely scared of snakes, though. Like I would hold one, but if I saw one like face to face and didn't expect it, I think I'd turn. I, around. I'm right there with you, snakes, and it's yeah. for the dumbest freaking reason ever. So I was probably in like third, second, or third grade, and we took a trip to the zoo, and we're looking at this big glass aquarium that has a big ass snake in it, and they had these fake plants next to it, and I kind of back up to it, and it just brushes the back of my neck, and it scares the crap out yeah. of me. And ever since then, I've been afraid of snakes when i was younger i was fishing with my dad and my dad was like we saw a little water snake and he was like don't screw with the snake so i'm like 10 and i'm smacking it with my rod and i end up hooking it and i'm holding it like this like three inches from my face and snaps at me and didn't get me or anything but three summers ago we're fishing again and my brother's twirling his rod in the water i thought it was a snake I swear to God, I walked across water. Like, I was in a full tilt sprint out of the water. I looked like Jesus. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> All right, a couple more before we wrap things up. What's your stick flex? I use P92 Curve 87 Flex Lefty. So, Any particular reason why? I used to be P88, but I couldn't lift the puck off the ice, so I switched to more of a curve. Um, and an 87, I think it's just whippy enough for me to, like, not, you know, fumble the puck and the get, nine, is the 92 of mcdavid curve uh it's so mcdavid ccm but it's pretty similar okay it's very very similar i think i have or yeah i think i think mine's a p92 yeah and 87 because i got it from the stars so <gasps> hey i paid money <laughs> i know that i paid retail for it oh, okay all right did you know that there's multiple different kinds of there's more than just howie's stick wax i didn't know that till a couple yeah, weeks ago there's yeah, Howie is. Got Howie's wax, Sex wax, Lucky's wax. Um, What's that stuff Aiden uses now? Uh, it's like glue. It's like gorilla yeah, it's, glue. It's legit. Like I, I didn't need to put like grip tape on my on my stick. That way I can get the puck off the ice. <laughs> yeah, that's what Aiden does. He has some wax now that like the puck sticks to it, and yeah, you can just pick hell? it up and like throw it around. I might need some of that because I I can't I can't get the puck off the ice. It's like it's surfer's wax too. It's like a. It's kind of like sex wax. You put it, put it on your surfboard. Put it on. I forget what it's called though. Um, it'll come to me as soon as we're done this. Right. All right. All right. Last <laughs> question. What's your favorite thing about hockey? Um, I think overall, it's my favorite sport. It's always been my favorite sport. Just one, because my dad played it, and two, physicality, the speed. You know, it's always a different game. Everything's always changing. So. Um, probably why all right gene you got anything else for this episode well, you asked a way more uplifting question than i was going to ask this so i'll just leave it at let's go finish this thing out right let's go take second second in the west get the first round by and and look agreed. forward to some home playoff hockey regardless agreed thanks Spooks. all right thanks Spooks. Yep, and yeah. uh, we'll see everybody at the icebox friday night fandemonium as we wrap up the 2022-23 regular season against the Tri-City Storm. Man, man.